Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community. Good morning, friends. It's good to be with you. My name is Abby, and I would like for us to start off this morning with a few verses from one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. I love that line, before a word is on my tongue, you know it all together. You know it completely, O Lord. We read in the Bible of a God who knows us intimately, He knows the dimensions of the wide universe, and he knows what you spoke this morning as you woke and you greeted someone, even before you articulated the words. As we continue in our sermon series this morning on the names of God, we're going to look at the story of a woman named Hannah, a woman who suffered greatly and who came in her suffering to understand that she was known by God. Maybe today you're wondering if God really sees you, or if he really knows what you need, or if he knows how to provide for your need, if he knows what, if he really does know what is best for you. I wonder how the Lord uh, might want to encourage you today through Hannah's story. Before we read the text, here's some backstory. Hannah is married to a man named Elkanah. There's another woman also married to Elkanah. Her name is Peninnah, and Peninnah has children, but Hannah is childless. She's unable to conceive. And in ancient Israel, for a woman, bearing children was everything, and not being able to bear children could bring not just deep personal disappointment, future insecurity, but also shame and social disgrace. For Hannah, it was even worse because Peninnah would rub it in. Peninnah made Hannah's life absolutely miserable day in and day out. She was an arch rival. And thankfully, Elkanah was sympathetic to Hannah. He would bring her extra food and he would say to her, don't I mean more to you than 10 sons? But this didn't take away Hannah's desire to bear a child. And so we see in this scene in 1 Samuel chapter one, Hannah is in the temple praying, and she's in a state of desperation and distress. Let's read verses 10 through 18. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. She made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli, who's the priest, observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. 
I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. And then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. I love this last verse. Hannah went away and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Why was she no longer downcast? I believe it's because she knew that she had been heard by God. Of course, she doesn't yet know how he's going to answer her prayer. There's no guarantee that she's going to have a child. But she has poured out her heart to God, and she leaves with the peace of knowing that God has heard her prayer. Have you ever experienced that? You don't know how God will respond to your prayer yet, and there's no guarantee that you're going to get what you have asked for. But you strongly sense that he has heard you, and that becomes enough. Well, the scripture tells us that Hannah does end up having a child a son named Samuel, who grows up to become an important prophet in the nation and the history of Israel. Well, when he's just old enough to be weaned, she brings him to the temple and dedicates him to the Lord. And here we have a snippet of her prayer in chapter two, a prayer of praise. My heart rejoices in the Lord, she says. In the Lord, my horn is lifted up. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is El Dia, and by him deeds are weighed. In this wonderful praise song, Hannah calls God El Dia, in Hebrew, the one who knows, the God of all knowledge, the all-knowing one. There's another term that we use for this, and it is omniscient. Omniscient simply means that God knows all things. There's nothing he doesn't know. In the language of the book of Job, we read that God knows how the foundations of the earth were laid. And when they were laid, after all, he laid them. He knows the laws of the universe that regulate the earth and sustains them. He knows where light comes from and where darkness goes. He knows the home of the east wind, and he knows where the gates of death are located. Here are some of the other things that the Bible tells us God knows. He doesn't just know about the earth and the universe and the way things work. He knows about us. He knows about you and he knows about me. He knows how we were formed, the Psalms say, because he saw us in our mother's womb. He knows the number of hairs on our head, Jesus tells us. He knows who our enemies are and what they're doing. He knows what we need even before we ask him. And when we are overwhelmed, he knows which way we need to turn. What is more? God knows our temptations, our weakness, and the depth and nature of our suffering. Because you see, Eldia became incarnated in human flesh, Jesus. And he knew what it meant to suffer. He knew what it meant to suffer unjustly. And he knew what it meant to suffer unjustly, even to the point of death. Have you ever experienced 
an Eldia moment, a moment where, like Hannah, God met you in a need, that he showed up for you in meeting a need in a way that made you realize he really does know me and he knows what I need and he knows how to provide for my need. The hope that we take from the story of Hannah and also from the story of Jesus is that God knows our story. He knows your story. He knows what you have been through uniquely and what you have suffered. He knows it better than the people who are closest to you, even those who love you. Elkanah loved Hannah, but he couldn't fully know or understand the depth of her suffering, but God could. Eldia knew Hannah's suffering. God knows the questions you carry. He knows the anxieties that you bear. He knows exactly what you need, and he knows how to provide for you. Is there an unknown in your life that has been bothering you lately? What would it look like for you to trust that God knows how he will provide for that need, that unknown, and for, let, for you to let that be enough? You may not know the solution to the problem, the answer to the question, but you can rest in knowing the God who does. Let me close with these really encouraging words of Eldia in Jeremiah 29 11, and then I'll close us in prayer. God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Let's pray. Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when we sit and when we rise, you discern our thoughts from afar, you search out our paths, our lying down, you are acquainted with all our ways. Even before a word is on our tongues, O oh Lord, behold, you know those words all together. You are the God who knows. And we come to you and present to you those unknowns in our life that, that keep us up at night, <laughs> that take up real estate in our mind that we would otherwise give to uh, to you and to the, the things you've called us to in this world that are good. Oh Lord, we want to trust that your knowing the answers is enough, that you know how to provide for our specific needs, you know how to meet us and heal us in our suffering, and you also know how to love us into the future and into eternity. And so we entrust our questions, our anxieties, our unknowns to you, El Dia, the God who knows. And it is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You're listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com.